Hello and welcome to the Knock On KCLR and Scoreline.ie's weekly rugby podcast. It's been a while, lads. We've been sort of busy with finals and all that sort of stuff and life and everything in between. But we said we'd get together uh, before we knock off for the summer. Um, plenty of stuff still to come in the uh, URC in the Champions Cup from a local point of view, though, we've wrapped up um, for the year more or less. Um, Tom Crotty isn't with us tonight, but uh, we'll catch up with Tom again. But uh, we've plenty to talk about. <laughs> James, we're going to start with you. Johnny Tobin was pushing hard for this podcast. That's all yeah, I'll say. He wanted the last words, the last one. Um, before we go to season three, um, James, I suppose, uh, which we have to talk about is like ripping off a plaster, um, the Towns Cup, the league, and all that. We're going to start with mm. you, Kenny. So there's no point in sugarcoating it. It wasn't no. a great season, he's got relegated. No, you can't beat around the bush on it, right? Yeah. Um, I saw, like, I mean, we set ourselves a, a target at the beginning of the season for top four finishing. With the resources that we had and the players that we had, we certainly felt that that was within our grasp. But, you know, as Johnny Johnny pointed out to me, I think Johnny said it to me in January, we probably had the best one of the best defences in Division 1A, but our attack just wasn't firing and we weren't scoring tries. And we were playing really good rugby against teams and we just couldn't see games out. And Look, at ultimately, we succumbed to, to uh, I suppose, it was... We got re- we got relegated against Sea uh, Point, but it was realistically the Setonians at home game that was what cost us our place in the league. We had Setonians beaten five minutes to go, and they took a they they took a one point lead. And look, if we scuppered a chance in the last few minutes, but that was probably the one that 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 ultimately relegated us. But I think it'd be very unfair of me to sit here and doubt the players and doubt the coaches and particularly doubt their effort that they put in all year because they put in incredible effort all year to train very hard um doc worked very hard to get things right but i think certain things went against us as well i.e the front row the front row issues that we have there was no there was no um how would i say hiding that our front row issues just haunted us all year scrum penalty tries scrum penalties, yellow cards, things like that. To survive in 1A, you absolutely need a fully functioning scrum and a half because you need the guys on the bench to come in. And We were just unfortunate. We lost Rob Kelly. We lost Joe Moynihan for parts of the season. You know, Mert Lahey came back for the Cup. You saw the difference that once we had Mert Lahey and Joe Moynihan back for the Cup that that made to our scrum. So, um, But look at no excuses. We ultimately, we weren't relegated People can be as nice, or we ultimately we were relegated. People can be as nice as they can be to us, saying we didn't deserve to go down on paper. Spoke to a few of the Sea Point guys recently, and they were kind of saying we would. We on paper we should never go down. Some of the toughest games they had had been against us. Blah 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 blah. blah. That might be fact, but uh, we are where we are. It's 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 as I said on this podcast some months ago, and I'll say it again. I said at a committee meeting on last Monday night, it's not about the action now, it's about the reaction and how we react to it um, we got a good cup, cup run going a um, few players were brought in, Joe Halpin was brought in for the cup, I'll be, we lost him for half an hour of his, his debut with us, um, Jake or Jake Colbeck came in who had a, a big impact on the team um, probably the cup was secondary to all of our thoughts throughout the season uh, we got to a final after an absolute monumental battle with um, 
gory in the quarter final game where no one gave us a chance. And probably a game that changed a lot of people's opinions. Some guys may have been retiring prior to the gory game for next season. But I think what happened in the gory game actually convinced people who were considering retirement to stay on for next year, which is great. Um, a game semi-final against Kildara, probably a game we were never going to lose, but a game we made very hard work of to win in the heat of the hunt. And I suppose, uh, you know, the glory in the cup final ultimately was Tolos. Um, we feel in the cup final that we didn't take our opportunities that came to us in the first 15 minutes. Uh, you might recall first line out, I think it was one of our first line outs in Tolo territory. We went to try and hit the tail and we overthrew and Tolo went down and got the opening try. So that kind of took the wind out of our sails. But for me, as kind of someone who jumped in a line out all the time, um, my objective from your first attack and line out was always to build confidence straight up two or four and get down and have a all and cut. It's easy for me to sit on the sideline and make that comment. The lads wanted to, the lads were, the lads wanted to stretch it and have a have a good go. They went to the tail to try to get a peel and that didn't work. That was probably the turning of the game. Um, then we conceded a few scrum penalties, get a yellow card, a couple of knock-ons, and Tolo, just as they do, you know, the good team that they are, they feed off your mistakes, good support or in, in your ear getting on to you. And uh, Gareth, didn't Gareth get the second try then? Johnny, was it where he dummied and went in on? That was the first try, sorry. He, he me, um, Abel went to cut out and Johnny just or Garrett just cut inside him and second half look we all know what happened we we knew coming into the game and this is no disrespect to Tullo they're a good team but we knew Tullo would tire in the last quarter and that's what happened you know mm-hmm. um, he certainly did tire in the last quarter and we got back into the game we could have sold it at the end as as Joe Duffy said the other day up in Port Leash, said to Doc, you could have stole it at the end. And Doc said, well, we wouldn't have deserved it. But you know what? It doesn't matter if you deserve it or not once your name goes onto the cup. But Doc was yeah. right before we didn't deserve it. We could have stole it. Knock on. I wouldn't like Hugh Corkery to be tired on himself for the knock on because there was two. If you look at the video, and I've looked at it, if I looked at it once, I looked at it a hundred times, there was two covering defenders coming across from Tolo anyway. So there was nothing to say that that um, Hugh was going to make that break and get in. So look, that was the last play of the game, and ultimately Tullo took the took the took took the spoils home. And look at more power to them. I've tipped them all year for the cup anyway, so um, doesn't make it any easier for me as a Kenny man to watch them lift it. But look at ultimately, it's been a tough season for us. We're looking forward to next year. Thank, luckily, Doc is staying on, um, which is great. Um, there's going to be a couple of changes. A few players are going. Um, Abel is probably coming back next year. But you can see there, there was two there was two defenders coming across. Like So there was he no was guarantee. Front. James, that's where he was going. Pardon? He wasn't going to score that try. Hugh oh, you can see the two of them are coming across. You can see Joe Waters there, is it? And, and Joe he, Waters. Yeah, like he had a long way to go. Like, But, you know, we're losing a few players for next year. Abel is coming back. Damo Lahey's gone back to Australia. He was only on a year's break from the from, from the Australian Army. Um, Johan has gone back to Wales. Um, a few other bits and pieces come. We're probably going to lose a few players mid-season next year who are going to Australia. But the good news is, look, we've tight head prop signed um, from AIL Division 1. Um, uh, Scrum Half is coming back to the club who came through the youth system at Kilkenny. He's spent the last probably six or seven years in the UK. He's coming back. So... 
there's good cause for excitement, but chatting with Doc last week, just going up to the Leinster Junior match in Port Leash, one of his big objectives over the last two years is, yep, your first team is a very important part of your club, but your second team is is incredibly important. And this time last year, John Buckley, the seconds coach, was questioning whether he'd stay on or not because of commitment to players wasn't there um, he was scrapping and scraping for numbers every week we got it together at seconds level this year and John Buckley had some incredible headaches this year because he was trying to pick 22 players for a match every Sunday where he had 36 players available to him so there's been incredible progress there at J2 the fact that you're getting for us that we're getting a J2 team moving together they're developing together some of those guys are going to step up the force now as well next year. But look, at it's not all doom and gloom for the club. We had some great success at underage level. Um, mm-hmm. The under-14s under Vinnie O'Shea and McHannigan and a few others did the, did, did the league and cup double. That's great. For me, you know, underage rugby is all about player development. It's all about getting guys through, through the various age groups of adult rugby. Winning makes it easier. Winning makes it easier for those guys to stay on. The under-15s, under Mick McGrath, Barry Daly, Tom Murray, Tim Kiley, and Eamon Dooley won the league, won the Division 1 league. A um, couple of guys, well, I think one guy picked on the Leinster Utes, Hugh Ganey. I don't believe, um, surprisingly, that Daniel Ring was picked nor Jamie O'Keefe, but um, that's peculiar. Um but look at lots to look forward to. Lots happening for next season with the girls rugby. I think there's six or eight girls making the step up from under 18s oh, into adult. Um, using that kind of to move on to women's rugby. The women had a brilliant start to the season. Really great start to the season. But probably the wheels started to come off the track for them in around January. And unfortunately, they couldn't replicate their their first half or their first three quarters of the season were brilliant. But they just faded away and missed missed out on promotion and were beat in the playoff. But plenty for them to be looking forward to. For our women's team, actually, I believe that Paddy is kind of has is staying on um, and nothing wrong with that. But I believe he is actually looking for kind of an assistant coach or a backs coach to come in and help him with the women's team next year. So if anyone wants to put their hand up for that, we are looking for applicants there. Good stuff. Um yeah, next year with the men you're you're you'll be rubbing shoulders with Tom Crotty. So we will be, and it's probably not a bad thing, you know. I mean, we're talking for two years now, and I said this time last year, we, if we find our, we, we, that we could find ourselves in the same position this time next year, which we ultimately did. Maybe going back might necessarily be a bad thing. It'll allow you to rebuild. It'll give you the opportunity to rebuild. You're, like, you're not playing against, I suppose, and this is no disrespect to any team in the league, but you're not playing against the Bechtofs and the Monkstowns and these kind of how would you say, powerhouses of Leinster, current powerhouses of Leinster Junior Rugby, you know, so it's going to give us an opportunity to rebuild, but in saying the same, we're not underestimating the level and the quality yeah, of one team. There's one of really yeah. good teams in there. You look at what Atai have done this year, it's yeah. brilliant. You know, they have two very strong Leinster Juniors, you're going to have Dundalk, Boyne, Mullingar, they're all going to be looking to have a cut off us as well, so, you know, it's, um, but we're looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely, 1B is nothing to... Um, shake a stick out if well, sorry, what I'm trying to say it's nothing to turn your nose up at either. It's very competitive, yeah. We've heard yeah. Johnny and Tom, I've heard this last for the last two years talking about it. I've been through a couple of games, like it is, it is tough rugby. Like, there's the fact of the matter is, Johnny, you might see it next year, but there's very little between the top half of 1B 
and what you get in 1A. Probably the one difference is the fitness. You know, there's a much higher level of fitness in 1A. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'd say that'd be the major difference. Mm. Rugby yeah. would be very... Yeah. Rugby is similar. Like, every team has the same quality of player, just just the fitness. Like, I mean, you have second rows in, one, in 1A that are doing incredible things. You look at that Leinster Junior, number eight, John Deaver, the place for Monkstown. I watched them on Saturday for the, for the full 80. Like, just absolute workhorse. Big man, but a number eight of a size. Take the punishment that he took for 70 minutes. And have like and those players are throughout. You can see with the gory lads. So for go for for for, for Tolo going up and haven't seen Tolo a few times this year. That's probably the one place Tolo will have to work is on their overall fitness of their front of their front eight. Now I could be shot for saying that, but that's kind of what what I would see as being something that may need to improve. Yeah, well, that's it. There is a step up in standards, and and that comes with the territory, I suppose, as well. Mm. So, yeah, absolutely. James, thanks a million for for that. Uh, I know you're a busy man this evening. And um, before we let you go, what's your predictions? Uh, this is away from local stuff now. What's your predictions for the URC in the Champions Cup? Look, the Champions Cup, I think, is going to be much harder call in the URC. Yeah, I think from from a length perspective, they're playing the defending champions. Um, I think if Leinster have Leinster need to against La Rochelle match them up front because La Rochelle have guy have big guys there that will get you over the gain line with with every carry. It could take two Leinster defenders, but Leinster are very good at at kind of staying away from lost causes. So it could take two defenders to take down their big ball carriers. If Leinster get dominance, if if Leinster can get Equal up front to La Rochelle, the game is there for them. In the URC, given the injuries that Munster have, RG Snyman is gone, Peter Romani's touch and go. Um, they're missing who else? Connor Murray is gone. I think Munster should be Munster will be going up there tomorrow when, or Saturday in hope rather than expectation. I can't see anybody beating Leinster in the URC this year. Mm-hmm. Okay, dog. Um, bottom yeah. line, I think they're they're incredible. Credible side. I think La Rochelle uh, might struggle fitness wise once we hit the 50 60 minute mark as well. If you yeah, see, they have it on the bench, though. That's then. the thing, Stephen. You know, yeah, true, yeah. You know, and they have, I can't remember the back row as player, um, the number seven, but like he is such a dynamic ball carrier. He can win ball on the ground, but mm-hmm. in the next phase of play, he's out in the middle of the backs, throwing passes or making 60 meter breaks. Leinster have that as well, but I just look at I my money would be on Leinster, but only on the provisor that hit that they can get that 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 they can Harris equal La Rochelle up front. Yeah, absolutely. Uh James, thanks a million. Um know so, you're heading off. I'll, I will stay on now. I'll listen. We'll look at, yeah, we'll listen I'm to not Johnny. going anywhere. I have to I, I I've been listening to him and he's been listening to me, so I have to give him his couple <laughs> of minutes. I have to give him his couple of minutes. Even though even though Stephen, I will caveat, Johnny is telling us all season he's not to do a tolo, you know, he's 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 not involved in Tolo, so that was his chance anyway. Uh, where Johnny's, we... not, he's not involved in Tolo. You know, <laughs> so he says. You know, you know. Um, where do we start with you, Johnny? Uh, it's been a non-stop session since uh, the Towns Cup. You have the women win their cup as well, the seconds, and of course your dinner dance there uh, not so long ago. Um, yeah, you must be absolutely. Cloud nine down there. 
Yeah, like look, there's no point in the trouble button. It's been a fantastic season in the club, um, albeit from even outside the senior, like our youth, we had three youth teams in Donnybrook on the Monday May Bank holiday. Uh, two of them came away with trophies. The 15s just pipped at the end to beat by a good Port Leash team. Um, but it's been three mental weekends. Absolutely mental weekends. I think the women in the first the first weekend, I think that whole week was the weekend that rolled into the following Sunday in Carroll. And then that rolled into the bank holiday, which then lads took a few days off then and went um, went hell for leather out of dinner dance. But it's 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 been um it's a fairy tale year to be honest with you. Like you couldn't you couldn't write that stuff. You said at the start of the year you're gonna win all three senior cups, first seconds and women. Someone just laugh at you, you know. Um, especially us after winning or losing the first two games in the league. But yeah, I don't know. It's it's, it's crazy. It's I don't think it's what do you put it down to, Johnny? Um I put it down to the club shake up maybe four or five years maybe four years ago. Before the year before COVID, we said that we need to get our youth structure correct. Um, and we needed to bridge that gap. So a few lads, when I was actually involved in Dulo, went back to the 18 and they start coaching there um, and bringing them lads in. And if you just look at our teams, you're Barr, Joe and Scott. Most of the lads are 25 and under, you know. So I think that's where the proof is. These young lads are not afraid of trying things where the older lads are a little bit more reserved and regimented to the, to the systems. Sean coming back in this year, the big influence, obviously, everyone's been speaking about all year. Um, his impact has been massive this year, to be honest with you. Morris has upped his game again. I thought Morris couldn't improve any further as a coach. Um, I think the manager is absolutely incredible. His detail is, is second to none. And then, like with the SNC coaches, two SNC coaches in working with the lads, obviously, it was more of a a power phase than a fitness phase. I think our, our our running fitness kind of went to the wayside for a while because 1B is very, very physical and that's where we, we got our dominance. So, uh, yeah, I think I do agree with your point. We did gas out in the last 15 in the Towns Cup final mm. uh, in fitness-wise, but we did have enough still in the tank to hold it out. So, that's true. Like, but, like, just going back to your 18s, Johnny, not to talk over you, like, like mm. every club... In Leinster is probably saying like, uh, what did Tullo do? What did they do that was so different? Like, I mean, was it like there's no silver bullet? There's no, there's no one thing works for all. Like, but kind of did you put structure, coaching, manuals? Kind of how how what did you do that was so different or that worked so well? It's it's about the personnel to be honest with you. Um, I took over the Aidens two years ago in Tullow, uh with. Dennis O'Brien was in there doing it and uh, Fergus Tour and Alan Byrne and the club had asked me would I go in and take over the coaching side of things and I said I would but I only done it on one condition that Morris would help me um, on a Tuesday night so like when you have your senior coach down coaching your 18s every Tuesday night before your senior training and he's doing the exact same thing with them and they're getting on with him and it's creating a good relationship Pathway. and then yeah carries through and then Sean comes in every single week when he's home and he hits the 16s and 18s mainly because they're our next crop of senior players. Now, that's not saying he doesn't go to the 13s, 14s as well, because he does. But the personnel was right for the last three years. The people involved were really hard workers and really dedicated to making it. 
something. And a lot of people have given out. I know Morris himself said COVID was a bad thing, but it kind of was a blessing in disguise for us as well because we ironed out all our problems and we got our skill sets developed with our youths to then, in turn, create something good when they came to senior. And Are you like, training them, Johnny, to play a Tolo brand of rugby or just play educating them on playing rugby? You know, the way Larry would have done it years ago would have been just kind of, and not just, but educating kids on to play ball and kind of yeah. how to develop their skills. Have you moved it on from that? Oh, completely. Like, and it, the, I, I was not really a backing of it at the start of the season, but Sean is a big believer on running a couple of moves for a couple of weeks and then scrapping them going again. So we don't really actually have a series of set plays that we continue all year or strike plays. Mm. Everything is changing. It's constantly challenging the players. It's constantly challenging the coaches. It's, it's just constant movement to get better. And that's what's really positive out there. And the youth are doing the same now. They're constantly changing and developing the way they're, they're training. So for one week, they'll go up to jumper rugby. The next week, they'll look to go out the back. And it's, it's constant change. But... Players have adapted too to it as well because, like, you can bring a horse to water, you just can't make a drink. The lads have to put it in and listen as well. And there's been times where we've been frustrated, and there's been video reviews where there's been a few harsh words, but it's all been for the benefit of the, the team and the club. Um, mm. And like I said, because like, I remember, I remember being up at the Carlo match with you, like. And- you said, "Oh, you such and such guy was playing scum half." Gareth Fitzgerald is on the bench. And I remember Gareth. He would have been on that corresponding team that you and I would have had in opposition. I said, "Why yeah. isn't he starting?" You were saying he missed training the other day. He was dropped, yeah. you know, or something, something like that. That Morris didn't start yeah. against Carlo for that reason. Like I thought that was kind of how would I say a, a true indicator of the standard and quality that was in it. That a fellow of Gareth's Gareth's ability and quality would be dropped for home game against your biggest rivals you know yeah, so I just said just that's down from us remember that Stevie was dropped from the yeah. squad that's he right completely in training as well um, he missed two though so he was dropped from the squad Garrett was on the fringe and would have been the same you know um, the lads have like I just give all credit to Morris and Sean and, and, uh, and Ivan they're doing a massive massive amount of work and even like with the seconds there Shane Riley and Johnny Egg. Um, all five of them men have done a massive amount of work to make sure that's successful this year. Like Shane Riley coaches five teams in our club. Mm. Like he won two man of the year there at dinner that recently. Like he doesn't. He's never out there. He's with everybody. And like I think, like I said earlier, the personnel was spot on this year. So that's why I think it was so good. And then with Paul being with the women, Morris and Sean were also helping out with the women as well. So that all that help Paul out with the women as well. So, like, geez, lads, if you want to run your club and you're not learning something off, if something's wrong, Morris Logue was working with Bernard Jackman. Like, yeah. So Morris was seeing Bernard as well. well I just looked at your seconds team in the seconds cup final. When you look across it, like you had Pookie, Aho, Frank, and Louis. You know, yeah. four serious guys that would be still playing J One in another club. Yeah, like Shane Rowan. Um, Louis, Frank, they were all on the Towns Cup winning team in the first. That's right, yeah. Like Shane, like, that's an incredible thing to have on your second team. Like. The most decorated man in Tullow. He has the Gale Cup medal, a thirds medal, a seconds medal and a first medal. All at Cup. He's going to call himself the county chairman going around next, all the medals around his neck. <laughs> but, yeah. Look at it, like, 
there's no there's no real words you can say it and describe it. It's 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 there. It's evident itself. Like it's been a very very successful year. Uh, we've only lo- we lost no games at home, which was really really important as well. We um, nine games at home. We won nine of them with uh, with the first. Um, our four losses were away losses. The Mullingar one was probably the change of the season. Where lads said, "Right, enough is enough. We need to stop losing games in the last few minutes." So, um, no, it's really really positive season. Thing about it is, it doesn't stop because we're already still talking about we're already planning about next year um, and stuff. And there's already players meetings arranged for a couple of weeks time, and there's lads to be arranged to come back into the club who went missing for a few years. Um, AIL lads who've been open lands down and stuff like that. So um, we doing a bit of talking to lads like that. He's coming back, is he? Who? Um, what's his name? Tall back row guy in Lansdowne. Well, Darren Murphy. Yeah. There could be a potential of it, yeah. Um, Killian, Killian Redmond was meant to come back. Well, there was talks of it, but he was being made Lansdowne camp for next year now. So that has um, stuck Killian in the mud where he is, I suppose, for a season. But there's look, there's lots of interest in the club. There's lads who like I'm getting texts off. Sean lads who, coming back. Who? <laughs> Sean. <laughs> Is he going to play this coming season? That's in the lovely hands of the Leinster branch. Oh. We leave that with them. And like look at lads, I'm going to have to be rude because I have to hit the road if I'm eating the water for the six o'clock. Um, I'm uh, purple. I purposely asked a number of questions there, Johnny, so I wouldn't have to hear the the hard kind, the hard, the difficult part for me. So, uh, Stephen, you can you can quiz him there now, and you can listen to him wax and lyrical there now and blow his trumpet. But look, <laughs> so congratulations to Holo and what has been a, a great season. It's look, it's it's it's, it's bittersweet for us, but uh, look at well done to them. Um, look forward to more chats next year, James. Cheers, lads. Back next season. Thanks, James. Bye bye. James Blanchfield there from Kilkenny. Uh, Johnny, yeah, uh, tough for Kilkenny, I suppose. Um, you know, the defending champions and uh, fingertips away from grabbing that ball and getting over the try line. It just goes how show, show how close games uh, can be. But yeah, but back to yourselves. That's amazing to hear this is our planning next season already. Um, you know, and as James is saying, he's been there, Division 1A. He knows what to expect. Like you said, there's big Dublin clubs in there. The fitness has to come up a bit as well. Physicality will naturally step up. Um, everything changes. Yeah, everything gets ramped up at 10% extra, you know. And to be fair to the lads, they know that. Like, we know what situation we're in. We, we know what our, our sights are. We know what our goals are. We set our goals in the club for three years ago, maybe two years ago, of where we want to be by 2026. Um, and right now, we're currently right on target for that. Now, next year will be a big telling point. Um fitness will play a factor but I wouldn't be overly worried about it because like that it's a Towns Cup game it's a like that was one game and people are judging our fitness off that um, we're after playing I think 14 league games uh, and 4 Towns Cup games before that so like there's been 18 games before we got to that and we had 89 89 training sessions before the second Cup final the week after so we would have had Two trends. We had eighty-seven training sessions plus ninety eighteen games. I think lads were allowed to be a little. They've earned the right to be a little bit tired, you know, and a little bit, um, a little bit sore and slower. But it's um, it's been an incredible season. They've, they've put in a massive amount of work, and like as a club person and standing on the sideline and watching it, it's incredible. Like you know, it's incredible for the people of the club, the older people, the, the younger people watching it. 
and then the lads involved in the, in the mix of it as well because some of these lads might never win a Towns Cup again. Some like Joe Waters might might go again next year. He might not. Um, some of them obviously it's their first Towns Cup. Likes of Adam Johnson, Jack Canlan, Scott O'Sullivan. Uh, they're all in there. First year, Jamie Cooper, a senior rugby. Like you're sitting there and you're saying, oh, my, in my first year senior rugby, I won a Gale Cup. But if you talk to the Red Lad or a Towns Cup, if you talk to the, the Red Lad, he's played 20 years of senior rugby and won nothing, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, and, it's, and it's very important for these fel- these men as well that, um, like the likes of John Brown and the Red Lad and John Bulger and all these lads, to have paved the way for the for the young fellas, you know. So it's incredible to see. Like I, I was talking to Jar Brennan actually in the tie uh after the town scope and he said there was three and a half thousand people through the gate and he reckons about two thousand eight hundred of them are Tullah people. You were there, I reckon they uh, probably yeah, were absolutely. Yeah, there was a lot of Tullah there. Yeah. Uh, uh, he sent me a funny text that he could send to you yesterday as well. Ireland are out with the Eurovision. We probably should have sent sent Tolo Day with a one of as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> will, Absolutely. We'll stay plugging away. And look at like it would be very easy for me to come here and gloat and and, and say, Oh, brilliant, whatever, blah, blah, and egging people's faces for 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 doubting us. But that's not what we want to do. We want to kind of stay humble and we want to just move to next year and worry about next year now because yes, yeah, brilliant what we've done, but it's in the past. And we need to do something else again now next year. Do you know what? Ab- so, absolutely. It's in a great place, Stephen. It's 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 fantastic. Yeah. The facility is fantastic. Everything about it's fantastic. People in it are brilliant. The the energy out there is brilliant. Something has just changed. I don't know what it is, but something changed over COVID. And I think it's um it's exciting few years ahead now for the club. Absolutely. People were, like you, you you hit the nail on the head earlier, Johnny. People working together. There's a bit of unity. Coaches coaching all the way down. There's a plan there. There's a structure. You know, it's all working yeah. towards similar goals. And when you have everyone on side like that and they know what they're doing, like, you know, you can see the results of that this season. It's on, on the screen there in front of you. But I said it to Brendan in the preview show. He asked me, what's the recipe for success? And I said the clarity in, in the roles and people, the people know the committee are hundred percent behind Morris and Sean and I Shane and and the lads are hundred percent with Morris Sean, I even Johnny and Shane, and then the supporters are hundred percent behind whatever they're doing. So everyone collectively is doing their role and everyone collectively is doing their bit. Um and it's really, really important. And the town, like, geez, if you drove through Tullow Town over the last three weeks, it's it's bombarded with flags. Yeah. Now the town good to us as supporters and businesses, but it would never have been at that level. Like that level, the last couple of the last month has been frightening. Yeah. And when you be there, when I walk into a shop, I meet some person from the town. Jesus, you're still celebrating, you know, and just the club went brilliant and all this kind of stuff. And it, it's starting to mean something to people in the town, and that's what's really important because, as everyone knows, we we're not. A town club as such we grab people from every walk of life and every village and every town's land and everything as well so it's good that people in the local town are seeing what the lads are doing and seeing the work and appreciate that it's nice it's nice to see the club be appreciated within the town itself because the committee and the people that play for the club it's totally rugby club at the end of the day so they do it for the club and the town i suppose in the area and it's brilliant like it really is yeah. 
Absolutely, sure. Even in the radio station, Tony, we were inundated with best wishes and everything, you know, for Tullo. Yeah. And, you know, you get you get a sense of, you know, who's behind it and how many people are behind it as well. We got a real sense of that, even in the radio station. We know that Tullo's well supported and everything, but you could feel it from the local businesses and, and everything as well, based on their support. So, it, no, it's fantastic. Like. And, like, in relation to the businesses as well, it must be extremely hard for them. Um, this year especially because I know we're, we're a Ruby podcast and whatever but the soccer club in Tullow Parkville are going extremely well mm-hmm. they're, they're playing the Premier League in Carlo and they're going really really well and the football team I was actually watching the football team last night they played in Ballon they were the junior C's you know normally you go watch a junior C game it's a bunch of old relics trying to hang on to the, the, their, their past <laughs> it's like me and James playing third Ruby or fourth Ruby Um but that's what it is. But I went over there last night to watch Junior C play Ballon. And both sides, Ballon and Dolo, was loads of young lads playing. And, like, it must be extremely hard for the businesses in the town to keep give, give, giving, you know. But I just want them to know from our side, anyway, that it's really, really, really appreciated for the generosity of the businesses in the town and the people to get behind us. Because there's three cracking sports clubs. Like, I know, I know there's more. I know there's, like, the, uh, the tennis clubs and stuff like that as well. Um, and ladies GA as well is going really well but I know I'm going to miss somebody but like all sports clubs in the town are going really well and for such a small community yep. to be so brilliant you know absolutely uh, and it's just look it's a magical year I don't know if we'll ever uh, replicate it again um, but it's, it's it's nothing to be sniffed at and it's definitely something to be celebrated because um, it's it's one of them rare times in your life that you get to witness you know yeah, no, and that's it. And you're very grateful for it as well that you had a chance to experience all that as well. Um, and and the memories that that brings. Sure, we've spoken about it on the podcast before. Towns Cup wins make you legends. Um, you know, you'll be talking about it in twenty years' time. Do you remember twenty twenty three or, you know, um, and that when we did won the four trophies and there'd be pictures on the wall and you'd be thinking, you know, it's it's that stuff. Yeah, and and it's it's important too because. You have to live for them days, you know, and you have to you have to you have to enjoy them and take them in. And like um I mentioned John on the radio, he didn't get into a tie, but he met he met his business to get to Carlo to watch the second, you know. And then like it's it's really, really important for those people and it's it's really, really important for the young lads and everyone coming up, like the young lads are buzzing around the place. And like I don't know if I've ever seen this before, but after the town's go final, Ryan O'Neill Gareth Fitzgerald and Adam Johnson, Scott O'Sullivan, were signing autographs in front of me. When do you see that? After playing a junior rugby match. Mm-hmm. This is not like the junior rugby. But after playing a junior rugby match, um, and young lads are coming up, will you sign my book on your picture? I'm looking at it saying, that's special. Like That that means yeah. something. Lads will laugh at it and say, oh, geez, young lad asking for an autograph. But in 20 years' time, when that young lad's winning the Towns Cup medal, You'll remember that, you know, or ten years time, like, and it's it's gas. It's just yeah. it comes in a special place. It really is. It's 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 mad. No, it's amazing what influence. Yeah, yeah. it's amazing what influence has. Johnny, sorry, you're talking over there. Go ahead. No, like Sprocket said when he, in his in his profile, what's the best thing about Tullow Rugby Club? And I love Sprocket's answer because everyone said the people, the community, and that's very important. Sprocket said it's a secret. You have to be involved, and it actually is. Unless you're actually a member out there involved in it, you won't fully understand it and take it in because it's it's a mad time. It's great. Yeah, absolutely. Great. 
I, I can understand where the kids are coming from with their autographs because when I remember when I was a young lad in Kiltegan, we're cleaning up around it with the hurling in Wicklow. The, the one six, seven times in 10 years, the, the senior championship. Yeah, but I remember looking at those fellas when I was a chap going, you know, they were giants like these. You know, you had them up on a pedestal. You're like going, God, I'd love to win a senior county final with Contegan. And they were the lads that drove you on underage. Because you'd be thinking, Jesus, you know, I want to hurl like Christy Tool or, you know, any of those boys that you were, that you were watching. So for these young lads coming on and getting autographs for the, the Towns Cup winners as well, it's, 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 it really drives on those lads. It's great to see the women as well because often, yeah, especially often I forget to mention our women and, and I am a culprit of it. I do forget to mention them, but... It's great to see them as well and the role models that they are um, for the young girls growing up and coming up through the ranks. Because we've, like we've another 10s, 12s, 14s, 16s and 18s uh, girls. Um, now the 18s are Tullow alone, but the 16s and 14s are combined with the Rhinos and then our 12s and 10s are on their own. So we have a very, very strong youth girl system. But that all comes from an Alex O'Brien, um, God, uh, Grace Kelly, Chloe mm-hmm. Farr, MC, they're idols to them. And like even the senior play, senior men, like I look at Joe Waters like a god, Scott Colbert. <laughs> yeah. They're walking around with two towns cup medals after he came back to the club after a few years away. Um, I'm looking at young lads I coached, like I would have coached um, Scott and Adam and Jack Hanlon and these lads. And I'm looking at them saying, these lads have towns cup medals. You know, and you take a sense of pride from it, you know, and you really do. And like every player as well can take a sense of pride from what they have done because I don't believe we would have had three uh, youth teams in Donnybrook if we didn't have the season with our seniors. Like our 16s won the Southeast Cup as well, not to forget them. The 18s were in the Southeast Cup final, uh, lost out narrowly. Um, but every team we have in the club currently from 13s to seniors have been in a final. So. It's a year to be unmatched, um, and I, I put it all down to everyone knowing their role, clarity, and just everyone rolling with it, you know, and, and having everyone has that one mind, that one goal to, to be successful and to make Tolo the best club it can be. So that's what's really good. Absolutely. So- that's it, Johnny. Um, Jesus, it's been a great out season. Um, yeah. it's, it's it's interesting the way it it ebbs and flows, and you know we did the struggles of Carlo this year, and and Kilkenny, and so on and so forth, and yourselves, and then you end up, you know, with a couple of trophies. But like that's just seasons where they are Division One B, the Leinster League. We've talked about for the last couple of years on the podcast. It's just so competitive, but it's great. You're in a new. Uh, you're starting a new era next year. You're going into defending champions of the Towns Cup and in Division One A, uh, and of course James drops down into Division One B with Kilkenny, so Kilkenny and Carlo. Carlo, a young team as well, youngish team, uh, lots to prove um, next year as well. And Kilkenny, of course, trying to get back up to one A and rebuild the team as well. We've plenty to talk about in season three of the knock on. Um, but we'll probably wrap it up for there for season two. My thanks to yourself, Tom and James for giving your time every week to do the podcast. Um well, and I was to talk about your clubs. <laughs> you were what? I was a bit of a straggler this year. Last week got me a lot of time for missing. But uh, <laughs> I want to congratulate um Michael Jackman on the Hall of Fame. Yeah in um, Tullow and Larry Canavan on the Lifetime Membership uh, 
there's nobody deserves that more than Larry. Um, I believe I actually believe if you were to point one man for the success of the club right now, it'd be Larry. Yeah, he's uh, a legend, the absolute I, legend. I think the boundaries that man broke um, to get to schools in different areas, the effort he put in between schools, clubs, and everybody. And like I said on Facebook a couple of days ago, he's my he is the biggest influence on my rugby career, coaching what he's like and my involvement in the club. Uh, he's just an absolute legend of a man. Um, so I, if I was to pin my one person at the top of the success boil, I'd, I'd pin Larry. He's um, a top man. Absolute top man. So he's a legend of the club and well-deserved as well um, and deserves to be celebrated, like you said. Um, he's known far and wide for what he's done for Tullo, um, not just around the locality, but far beyond that as well. The lads talk about him here uh, regularly. Um, Johnny, have a good one. Uh, well, well, hopefully Leinster go well now in the URC and the Champions Cup. And uh, um, yeah, haven't we? Pardon? Busy three weekends up and down to Dublin. Or <laughs> yeah, I've a pat worn to it now the last couple of weeks. I'm not up this weekend and I'm still trying to get tickets for the final, but uh, well, well, fingers crossed, I might be able to sort something. But yeah, huge time for provincial stuff. And let's not forget Sean O'Brien is uh, one of the Leinster coaches as well for people uh, new to the podcast or, or only picking us up now of course so best of luck to him um yeah busy times ahead Tuller are going to reset during the summer rest of the teams as well take a well-deserved break plan for next season and we'll catch up with you next season johnny it's been a pleasure thanks a million cheers thanks very much cheers lad